0: lawful gun ownership in this country without regard to party politics and now here's michael cargill
1: good afternoon austin texas the live music capital of the world let's praise the lord and pass the ammunition all right so today we're going to talk about bitcoin and guns also about the concealed carry reciprocity bill and also that nix fix bill and what that's all about and also weed and guns is there a confiscation going on around this country with weed and guns? I think there is in Hawaii. So we're going to talk about that. But first, let's talk about the Concealed Care Reciprocity Bill and the NICS fix Bill. So what we have right now, there is a Concealed carry Reciprocity Bill going around D.C. That bill's on a fast track. They're trying to get that bill passed. What that does is if you have a handgun license from whatever state that's recognized in your state, then you will be able to carry your handgun in every state in the United States of America. So if you have a handgun license, it will be recognized in every state. What about state, Puerto Rico? Including Puerto Rico, just like a driver's license. If you have a driver's license in Puerto Rico, that driver's license will be recognized here in Texas. So if it's recognized in your, you know, it, it's basically you have a license. It's going to be recognized everywhere. So that's how they're doing the Concealed Care reciprocity Bill. Now, the bad side of that is that's a great thing. The bad side is the nix fix. There's a nix fix bill that's that's on the even faster track. This bill has actually been tracked so fast that before it actually went to committee, the bill actually it, it wasn't even posted online or anything. So it went to committee. It actually passed the committee, came out of committee, and then it was posted online. So that's how fast this bill is moving through Congress, which tells me there's a fix in. And this is a bill by all your anti-gun individuals. And they're trying to attach the NIx fixed bill onto the concealed care reciprocity bill. You need to watch out for that. Contact a U.S. your U.S. senator, both John Cornyn and also Senator Ted Cruz, and say, hey, what's up with this NIx fixed bill? And why are they trying to attach this to the concealed care reciprocity bill? So we need to stop this because what's going to happen is they're going to pass the concealed care reciprocity bill in the House. They're going to pass it in the Senate. The NICS fixed bill will pass in the senate they're going to meet in conference they're going to attach that next fix bill to the concealed care reciprocity bill and then they're going to meet in conference and in conference they're going to blend it all together without you even knowing it and we're going to get an anti-gun bill and a pro-gun bill all in wrapped up all together and it's going to be signed by republican president shame <laughs> shame Shame on who, what, you know, what, what are we doing here? What's going on? During President Obama's term, we actually got um, Amtrak. You were able to carry, uh, actually check your gun into Amtrak under President Obama. That's a Democrat. Under this Democrat, President Obama, we were able, we were actually able to be able to carry in national parks. So, why are we going to get some type of anti gun legislation? From a Republican-controlled Senate, a Republican-controlled House, and a Republican-controlled White House, I have a problem with this. And Jerry Patterson checks in. He says, "Hey, please be specific as to what's wrong with the next fix bill. Not just it's going to so fast, so it has to be too bad." Well, okay. So we're gonna get into the we're gonna get into the specifics of the next bill. I promise to Jerry Patterson. And Jerry, you know that's my good friend. He's the the father of the Kinsella carry. The concealed carry handgun license bill we have here in the state of Texas. We're going to talk about that a little later. Also, I'm getting to Bitcoin and guns. Bitcoin. Bitcoin.
2: Bitcoin.
1: Bitcoin. It's going. It's going up. They said, you know what? Back in 2013, 2014, they said, Michael Cargill, if you get involved in Bitcoin, you're going to go to jail. That's what they told me. I had attorneys all in Austin. uh, The... uh, all around Austin saying, You're going to jail if you get involved in Bitcoin. This is a very bad thing. So, we actually put a Bitcoin ATM machine in the, in the gun store. We start accepting Bitcoin for guns. And now, look at it now. Back then, it was like $200 for one Bitcoin. Now it's over 10 grand. Actually, hit 11 grand.
3: They're trying to make you scared because they are scared. They're, they don't understand it. They don't, ju- they don't understand it and they don't like it. The younger generation. The older generation don't understand
1: it. So let's talk Bitcoin. So I brought in into the show a little later on. We're going to have Danny Sessom uh, from the crypto show. He's going to be he's going to Skype in or we're going to get him on the cell phone. He's in he's actually overseas right now, but we're going to get him on the line. We're going to talk to him. The crypto show going to merge these shows together. I'll tell you, come and talk it in the crypto show. Boy, you guys going to learn today. Let me tell you, you're definitely going to learn today. We're going to talk about Bitcoin. We're going to talk about guns. We're going to talk about concealed carry reciprocity bill, NICS fix, and also weed gun confiscation. But first, let me welcome to the mic, John Bush. Hey, Mike. How are you? What's up, John? So, tell me, John, what is Bitcoin? That's that's the ten thousand dollar question.
4: <laughs>
5: Eleven thousand. <000. laughs> Eleven thousand uh, dollar. Bitcoin is a digital currency that is completely decentralized and peer to peer. So that's what makes it unique compared to other currencies or financial instruments it doesn't have a central authority or a government or a bank that verifies the authenticity and the legitimacy of the transactions and so this solves a whole lot of problems and if anybody's been paying attention as of late especially back in 2008 2009 these centralized banks and governmental regulation industries um and central banks especially the, the like the federal reserve they are not um it very, they don't operate with integrity when it comes to what they're doing. They bail out their friends. They increase the money supply. They take value from everyone through the inflation tax. So Bitcoin came out in 2008 as an opportunity to solve that by decentralizing it completely. There's nobody you have to trust, which is hard to trust, but especially people in Washington, D.C. Um, <laughs> you don't have to trust anyone to use Bitcoin and ensure that uh, that you're going to be able to have the money that, you, that you're supposed to have.
1: Nice. Okay, so I, I, now— Zach, you were introducing yep. uh, to Bitcoin, what, about a year ago? Less than that, about six months ago. Six months ago. And without telling people how much you actually started investing into Bitcoin, I'm not going to tell them that because, you know, we don't want to Because it's all being
3: recorded and it's,
1: oh. none, of, and it's none of your business. <laughs> so, no, just, I'm just playing. But yeah, so, uh,
3: you're, you're getting, you're kind of touching on something that just happened this week. So we were talking about that earlier with Coinbase. Okay. Uh, they actually just got basically subpoenaed by the IRS mm. to hand over records. about 14,500 users' records. Mm. Anyone who did more than $20,000 in oh. transactions. Oh, crap. So some people may be in trouble. trouble got <laughs>
1: just,
3: just yeah. have to have a good
1: accountant. You have to have a good accountant. You have a good accountant and actually make sure that stuff is done right. That's mm-hmm. what Gotta we get do. It done right. And so we make sure it's done right. Mm-hmm. So I'm actually on that list.
3: Yeah. Oops.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so,
1: I'm on that list. Okay, not a problem. We can deal with that. Can you cash out
2: a bitcoin and then go to a Swiss talking bank? to Mike. Oh, can you cash out a Bitcoin and go into a Swiss bank?
5: You can so, at like
2: nineteen nine.
5: Yeah, everybody thinks that Bitcoin is completely autonomous and private, but unfortunately, most of the ways to get in and out of Bitcoin are regulated by the Department of Treasury, the Bank Secrecy Act. Uh-huh. Now, you can engage in private transactions, and it's not illegal for someone to sell $50,000 or $100,000 worth of Bitcoin to someone. You just can't do it as a business or charge a fee. So Bitcoin, unlike keeping your money in the checking account or using money transfers, makes it easier to circumvent the government's regulations and what they quote-unquote, require of you. So that's why there was only like 800, 900 people um, and, and a few years ago that actually filed as though they have Bitcoin. That's why the IRS was like, wait a second, there's more people using Bitcoin than that, so they went after Coinbase. <laughs> just makes it easier to skirt the government, which is one of the reasons why I love it. So the so you're telling me the federal government now says that, um, oh, wow, whoa, there's some money
1: here that we can get. We, we need to make sure everyone's paying oh. their taxes. We need so to we get, get our taste. Tax. Yeah, we need to find out what's going on.
3: We want to get our unfair share.
2: So you're saying the Republican government is trying to stop
1: Bitcoin. No, I'm not saying that at all. I
2: mean, what, do you, what are you saying, Zach?
1: That's what you're saying. I,
2: I did say it. I
1: say the man is what trying to come out there. Yeah. It doesn't matter if you're a Democrat or
5: Republican yeah. or a Libertarian or whatever. Ben,
2: I mean, I would government. just like Pass. to hear like, the Republican stance on how the Bitcoin situation is there's, being handled.
5: There's not much of a stance because most of the people in Washington are They don't understand it. Older, and they're they not don't paying attention. They don't even have Facebook. Yeah, they're behind the times.
1: They don't have Twitter. They don't know what cryptocurrency is. They're having
5: to catch up. Exactly.
2: Trump has Twitter, by the way.
1: Well, (laughs) and that's all he has. He doesn't know anything else when it comes to technology.
5: Are we sure Trump doesn't have Bitcoin? Are we sure Trump doesn't
2: have Bitcoin? Oh. Oh, You There's know why? Hood. <laughs>
5: yeah. Can you
2: look it up? Is there a public database?
5: No, not, no, no, not no, no, really. No, no, no. People try to conceal their... So you can have a public address, which is like an account number with Bitcoin. And as long as you don't broadcast that on Facebook, like send me some money to your Bitcoin, then your identity isn't necessarily tied to it. But if you buy it and you do a know your customer check, where sometimes you scan a driver's license or give your ID and your address, then the federal government could subpoena it. That information doesn't get turned over to the IRS directly. But as we see with the Coinbase example, the IRS subpoenaed Coinbase wanting to get all of their information. They had to settle for getting the people that sold 20000 or more bought 20000 or more.
1: And so we're going to tell you today, we're going to show you how to set up a wallet and how to purchase Bitcoin because I'm telling you, it's going, it's going up. The sky's the limit. It's at 11 grand now. It's going to go up. It's going to 20. It's going to 30. It will go up. Uh, you're going to see some things happen in January, February, March. Trust me, Mark, my words, it's going to go up and you will make money. Uh, our call-in <laughs> number is 512-643-LIVE. That's 512-643-5483. Let me go to line one, Derek, with Lone Star Gun Rights. Derek's going to tell us about the concealed carry reciprocity bill and that Nix fix. He's going to let us know what is actually in the Nix fix. Derek, you know would come and talk it.
4: Hey Mike, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Man,
1: Derek, thank you for calling in.
4: Hey, no problem. Appreciate the invite. So there's a, there's a lot that goes on in the next bill. Most of it has to do with funding. And what it does is it incentivizes state bureaucrats to input as much data as they can into the NICS system. Uh, and it ties their bonuses to it, as well as some other incentives as well. So Ultimately, what you have is you have the federal go- government paying state bureaucrats to dump information, whether it's good or not, into the NICS system.
1: So so here's Which what is- we're talking about, Derek. So we're saying that let's take the Veterans Administration, for example. You go into the Veterans Administration, and you, you you go in and you talk to a counselor. and You say, you know what? I'm having bad thoughts, bad feelings. I need to talk to someone. So then they put you on a list. That list is then added into the NICS so because of some things that you possibly said to your counselor, you're now added on to a list. And guess what? There's no way off that list once you get on. How do you get on the list? No, How do you get off the list?
4: No, and there is an appeals process, but they have 60 days for the Attorney General of the United States to decide whether or not it was erroneous. So so once uh, you're
1: on the list, then you're on the list.
4: Pretty much. It's, it's a lot like the no-fly thing. And um, ultimately, it's it's, you know, you have to hire an attorney and you have to take time and money to get off of a list that you should have never been put on to begin with.
1: And, and, and it also almost ties into uh, the weed situation where if you're in like Colorado, a state like Colorado, California, somewhere like that, and you have a marijuana card. Uh, because you have oh. that card, that list is now going to be shared with the federal government. So now that means that you cannot walk into a gun store and purchase a gun because you're, you actually have medicinal marijuana card.
4: Right, right. And the Gun Control Act of 1968 established a prohibited person as anybody who is, quote, addicted to marijuana. So you can bet as soon as you get a marijuana card, you will be put on that list for
1: sure. And see, you, you, believe it or not, people, I'm from Missouri to show me state. So today we're going to show you. Uh, look, look at where these bills come from and how this stuff actually was enacted. What president enacted this? What is this? The Pray name of the bill. Madness. the Brady campaign, the Brady bill. Think about that. You know, who was Brady? Think about all this stuff and when this stuff came about. Don't let, let don't let them fool you. We need Are to, people
2: addicted to marijuana?
1: We need to hold their feet to the fire and we need to fix these issues before it goes to a vote. This is Michael Absolutely. Cargill and you are listening to Coming Talking.
5: Yo, what's going on guys, it's Jack Jones here and I get my gun news from Michael Cargill on Come and Talk It.
0: Catch up on the latest headlines anytime at talk1370.com welcome back to come and talk it and now here's michael cargill and
1: we're talking about bitcoin guns we're talking concealed carry reciprocity we're talking about the nix fix bill and also weed gun confiscation taking place in hawaii and uh, we got a lot of things going on right now boy i tell you it's getting hot in here so let me bring it to the conversation back derek so derek you're, you're talking about this nix fix bill once again explain to me what are the issues with the nix fix bill
4: well i mean to be honest nix as a whole is a completely unconstitutional thing but it was uh created in 1993 under the brady bill uh, but that's a whole separate issue what it does is it like i said it incentivizes um putting uh, dumping information into the Nix uh system because if they don't then their bonuses and pay can be withheld from the federal government as far as uh, which uh, monetary obligations they have there, and see here's also, here's what I'm
1: going to ask you because I'm, I'm I'm putting your feet to the fire here. So the thing is, if a person's been convicted of a crime, they paid their debt to society. I don't care if it's a felony, whatever it's for, fu- whatever it's for, they're now released. They're out of jail. They paid their debt. Should they not get all of their rights back?
4: I absolutely agree that they should. No matter what the crime, if you're going to entrust them back out into society then trust them back out into society.
1: Exactly. It's so a, if you 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 paid your debts to society, you've gone to jail. The the judge sentenced you to 10 years, whatever it is, now you're you're free, you're out of jail, everything's over, then hey, you should be able to, you know, go about your life and get all of your rights back. Every single
4: right that the government suspended from you during your time in incarceration and on probation should be fully restored to you mm. as soon as everything's done.
1: Wow. All right, so let me bring into the conversation Jerry Patterson on line two. Jerry, welcome to Come and Talk, sir. And by the way, Jerry is the father of the concealed handgun license law. Let me tell you, Jerry, uh, it's, it's an honor having
6: you call into the show, sir. Well, just call me Pops, I guess. You know, you're making, <coughs> making me sound old. But anyway, well, I uh, do uh, want to. Actually,
1: uh, someone wants to say hi, Daddy. Oh, yeah.
6: <laughs> well, hi, Daddy. There you go. That's <laughs> 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 all
1: right. Uh, so we, we figure we'll throw you off guard there.
6: You did. You did. I'm always (laughs) suspicious about people saying hi, daddy, that I haven't uh, spent a Christmas with.
2: Oh, we could spend Christmas together.
6: (laughs) (laughs) All right. but go. Yes, sir. But go ahead. Yeah, I want to talk about the Nix fix bill. I mean, I get it that if you think Nix is unconstitutional and you're opposed to the Nix fix bill because it shouldn't be there in the first place. I get that. I understand but let me tell you a couple things okay. the next bill does not add any prohibited class it doesn't change any existing law as to who is prohibited or or how you get you know get on the prohibited possessor list it does nothing it only says that we're going to provide uh incentive for those people that aren't doing the, what texas is doing texas is already doing this texas has a good record of uh, putting people on the next, next, next list that should be. And there's one more thing. Derek had it backwards. Under current circumstances, if you are on the prohibited possessor list, you can't get off. It's like, just like Derek mentioned, it's like the no-fly list. You can't get off. You can hire an attorney. You can go to court. You can do all those things. Fat chance and success. What the next bill does Is if you notify the AG, U.S. Attorney General, and/or the FBI that you are erroneously on that list, they have sixty days to prove that you are correctly on the list. And if they can't do it in sixty days, you're automatically off the list.
1: And see, now now I'm I'm scared of false positives now.
6: Me too. you, you, you know, let's, how many guys named Muhammad are on the no-fly list? You know, that's what I'm saying. How many John Smiths are on the prohibited possessor list? Because there's a John Smith that is a prohibited possessor, but all of them are on there. So under this bill, if it passes, and it will, what happens is all you have to do is petition to get off the list, and if they can't prove within 60 days you should remain on the list, you're automatically off. It reverses the burden of proof to a circumstance from a circumstance today where you can't get off of it
1: now here's the problem jerry that is if you know that you're being added to the list what if you don't know
6: well the only way you're going to know is if you attempt to buy something and you fill out your 4473 and you're denied
2: they
6: don't so tell you that denied, when you're discharged from parole or from Yeah, If you're no. denied, then you say, hey, I'm, I'm not a prohibited possessor, so you petition, you know, uh, and I don't know the vehicle of petition. I suspect it's a certified letter return receipt. So if they I've gone
1: to text some text. type of government agency and they added, they now, because I went to this government agency for one reason or the other, they now added me to the list, there's a possibility I don't know I'm on the list until that's exactly correct. what you yeah, said. Absolutely. That's I walk into correct. a gun store.
6: That's correct. And frankly, that gives you the other opportunity. Let's say you don't know if you're on the list. Well, I, and, you know, I take it back. I wouldn't do this. I wouldn't send them a letter taking me off, demanding to take me off the list. But this allows a person to get off of the list and puts the burden on the government to prove that they should be on the list instead of putting the burden on the citizen to prove that they shouldn't be off the list. It's the reverse of what Derek was saying. My
2: understanding is once you've done your time and you finished your parole, you have five years after your end parole date that you can... Then start
3: carrying.
6: No, 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 no no, 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 no. There's no, a five no. year window regarding a felon in possession of a firearm. And somebody correct me here, but I think after five years you can possess it. Possess yes. it in your home. That or is correct. In in your your home.
1: Home. right. That's correct. Yeah. But you you so, still can't buy it from a gun store or an FFL dealer. But you you have to get it as a private sale or as a gift. But after five years, a convicted felon can have a firearm at home for personal protection, only at home. It,
3: so
6: you'll still yeah, fail. In the the you can about still. Once you, you still can, your time and you paid your debt to society. You should have restoration of your rights you know i support that but but you know that that's not even the issue here the issue is we have three shooters the one in south carolina uh whatever his guy's name the shot up the black church who was a prohibited possessor and the next check failed because it was a very complicated jurisdiction where, in which he was convicted
1: and that well and that, we that was re- because the examiner made a mistake
6: yeah the examiner made a mistake.
1: so so the so re- what heard. we had in place right now should have pre- prohibit him that we didn't need have, anything new. He should, should have been prohibited.
6: It should have, but it was reported to the wrong. The examiner searched the local um, conviction records in the wrong jurisdiction. It wasn't reported to the Nick system. The examiner went to research it further and didn't look in the right jurisdiction. So, so that was a person who, by law, was a prohibited possessor. Okay. Before that, the Virginia Tech shooter had been adjudicated mentally and was a prohibited possessor, and he passed the check because Virginia Tech believed that they couldn't report that because of of, uh, of medical privacy laws. And, of course, we know the shooter in Sutherland Springs uh, was a prohibited possessor, and that wasn't in the database. So there's three examples of how the NICS check failed. This is an attempt to correct it.
1: But see, it that's but, but that's not the fault of the system. That, well, that's the fault of the system, but not a fault of any laws or anything like that because well, HIPAA, that should have been done right now. Exactly, not, we don't need any new bills to fix that.
6: That's, that's absolutely correct, and that's why this bill doesn't provide any new laws. It doesn't restrict any gun ownership any more than it already is. I get it that you oppose it, or some oppose it because they don't believe NICS is constitutional. But what's going on now out there right now is the National Association for Gun Rights has a has a history of lying, and the guy Dudley Brown is is a you know does that all the time. So if you want to oppose the bill because you don't like NICS, that's a legitimate position. But if you say it's adding gun control, that's just BS. And again, 60 days. The government has to prove you're a prohibited possessor instead of you prohibiting proving that you're not.
1: Okay, so let me bring in um, Derek from Lone Star Gun Rights to, to respond to that. Derek?
4: Um, no disrespect, Commissioner Patterson. I have a, the world of respect for you. But uh, I'm looking at the bill right now, and nowhere in there does it say that after 60 days it's dropped. And this is exactly what it says, quote, For the purposes of the preceding sentence, not later than 60 days after the date on which the attorney general receives such information, the attorney general shall determine whether or not the prospective transferee is the subject of an erroneous record and remove any records that are determined to be erroneous. It essentially stops there. The next part has nothing to do with it's automatically dropped after 60 days. And you brought up how many people named John Smith are probably on the next list as it is. The speed of government does not allow anything to get done in 60 days. So you're going to have this appeals process, but just because the law says 60 days, there's no enforcement mechanism for that. So you're going to have people waiting six, eight, sometimes 12 months to get off these lists that they should have never been on to begin with.
6: I read. I hear something completely different than what you read. Sixty days, you have to prove that you're on the, you're, you're legitimately on the list, and if you're not, you're removed from the list. Is that not what it said?
4: It does not say that after sixty days you are removed from the list. It says that the attorney general needs to act within sixty days. So, and just what does because it, say it says that, that, that he needs to act in the sixty days, it doesn't say that after that sixty days, if he hasn't, then you're off the list. What, nor so does the whole it say thing any again.
6: sort of. In, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, read, read the whole thing again. I, you know, I got my hearing aid in and the battery's low. Oh,
4: okay.
6: <laughs> Such a <boring laughs> person. Do
4: Here I am not trying to laugh to be nice to him. Uh, <laughs> for, the, for the purposes of the preceding sentence, not later than 60 days after the date on which the attorney general receives the information, the attorney general shall determine whether or not the prospective transferee is the subject of an erroneous record and remove any records that are determined to be erroneous. So it puts it on the attorney general to remove those within 60 days, but there is, like I said, there's no enforcement mechanism on it, nor does it say after 60
6: days it automatically gets taken off.
2: Our attorney general, by the way, is still... Well, is in
6: the under- What you're notice. saying is that the attorney general, once he made a determination that you shouldn't be on the list, might just say, well, I'm not going to do anything about it. <laughs> and and he, you could, know what? he very well could. You know what? There's, I, I don't disagree with you on that. I mean, I understand it. But the fact is, remains that now the burden is on you to prove you shouldn't be on it, and this puts the burden on the government to prove you should be on it. And it, it'd be good. I mean, you make a really good point there, Derek. But we'll see, you know, the first couple of people that attempt this, and then they don't hear from anybody in about four months. And, and, then, and then we'll see how what happens then. But clearly this is a step, a big step in the correct, in the right direction if you're on the list and shouldn't be.
1: All right, well, let me get you guys up. Not, go,
6: ahead, go ahead, Derek. Uh, well, right now we have a Republican attorney
4: general. What happens whenever a Democrat takes exactly. over the White House and appoints you know another loretta lynch this is no longer going to be a good deal for us if it is a good deal like you think it is so you know we need to keep in mind that and this is one of the problems that i have with national reciprocity and we'll get into that later but uh you know republicans are not always going to be the party in power and so we have to think very carefully what is what are the democrats and what are the progressive left going to do whenever they have hold of this power That we have now granted the federal
6: government you would recognize that they if this bill passes they the power that these democrats have hold of is substantially less than it would be if the 60 day provision didn't pass and it would be even
4: less if you just repealed NICS altogether. Okay, <laughs> that's well, an old other yeah, topic.
6: Okay, I get that. And like I said, you know, that's a legitimate, absolutely legitimate position. Nix is unconstitutional. That's a legitimate position. I get that. Absolutely. But the fact remains is that this is a substantial improvement, the 60-day deal, uh, than over what things are now. And but it would be. I'm with you. Uh, I don't trust that to work smoothly. Uh, and I'm looking forward to that happening and somebody really going to the map to make sure it does.
2: But is the concern that you don't want felons or formerly incarcerated people who have been convicted of a felony to carry a firearm? Or are you guys just worried about accidentally being put on a list?
6: I'm uh, I'm worried about both. And, you know, I'm not a felon mm-hmm. that's got his rights restored. Uh, I think he should have all of his rights restored. Right. As a matter of, of, of basic principles,
2: which includes voting know. rights.
6: how how, well including voting rights absolutely but in the case of the guy that shot up sutherland springs would you restore his right to have a firearm knowing that he had cracked the skull of his infant son had threatened people and and it harm had talked to mean, would you would you restore his right so what i would suggest is if you have that kind of record then you're a known abuser you have you have abused your child by cracking his skull on more than one occasion you have threatened your wife with bodily harm. you grabbed her by her hair and slammed her into the wall. I think that's a good case that maybe you shouldn't have a firearm.
2: Right. But, I mean, he was he, – he And his actually, situation
6: is ongoing, too. He, his was, situation – It was ongoing.
2: It was ongoing, and he, and there were several reports and incidents. I mean, people can be falsely accused of a lot of things and still go to court and still go to trial and still get falsely accused mm. and still be still be innocent. I'm just saying like as, as gun owners, we need to clearly define the difference between mental health and people like the Sutherland Springs shooter. And that's what I've been asking for for a very long time. We can't just start saying every mass shooting by a white man is a mental health issue because well, you can't I, I just because you lose me. a million dollars doesn't mean you get to kill people in Las Vegas
1: at will. Yeah, I, 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 so, I don't let her agree, trigger you. She's going to trigger you by I'm about using to the W everybody. word.
2: So, I mean, I'm just saying, like, we need to be really cautious, and that's why I've called gun rights owners to actually start identifying mental health issues, because it is a HIPAA violation to disclose. You don't have to disclose on a campus, and it scares me that all these young kids are going to campus with each other, and some could be caring. I mean, you could be 21 years old and going to college. I mean, that's when I started college, but you could be caring. You could have a mental health issue, and nobody has to know about it, because it's, a, it's a well,
6: medical. Well, this is an adjudication. In the case of the Virginia Tech shooter, he'd been adjudicated mentally ill, and Virginia <laughs> tech erroneously believed that that HIPAA provision prevailed, but it did prevent Prevented. They, well, yeah, they, they but also,
2: do we want the gone. government defining what mental health is? I mean, I'm sitting here next to, like, this beautiful, gorgeous cougar, and the government says that PMS is a mental health issue. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I can tell you right now, not. we don't—PMS is not a mental health issue. It's a medical well, issue.
4: May, may, don't I start with me because men get their
2: PMSs, too, so don't even start.
4: <laughs> Do you mind if I interject here for a moment? Go ahead, Derek. So uh, another thing, another problem that I have with uh, defining mental health is: Are you going? To, what's going to happen if the Democrats decide to add anybody who's had a combat tour? Exactly. Uh, on you know, or. A woman suffering from postpartum depression, or anybody that or black. Depressed. What if you're or, just black?
6: Well, that shouldn't happen. I mean, you know, it's right. it uh, I mean, it, you know, if you're if you're the guy that did the shooting in Sutherland Springs, then you clearly are a nut job. And we don't have a gun problem; we have a nut job problem. But that's
2: the judicial system. That's the mental health. That I mean, there is like two different things. You can be a criminal and not have a mental health issue. All
1: right. We're talking about Bitcoin and guns. We're talking concealed carry reciprocity. We talk about the Nix fix bill and also weed gun confiscation. This is Michael Cargill, and you are listening to Come and Talk It. Peace.
4: This is Maj Ture.
1: You're listening to Come and Talk It Radio with Michael Cargill.
0: The right choice for breaking news first. Talk 1370, the right choice. Welcome back to come and talk it. And now here's Michael Cargill. All right, so we're back
1: and, we're, and we're talking about nice. Bitcoin and guns. We're talking consular carry reciprocity. Talk about the Nix fixed bill and also weed gun confiscation in Hawaii. So uh, Stephen Chumley has a question. He says, well, he has a statement and a question. He says, it seems like Bitcoin is inflating to a point that is difficult to understand <laughs> whether or not the value is being artificially inflated. And how can this be monitored? Does he he also muscles? says... That's the only it, go ahead, go ahead.
2: Oh, no, we're just talking off-camera about oh,
1: some men. Oh, so you guys Somebody are looking at naked pictures me. over here. No. Oh boy. Donald, uh,
2: said, "Donald say hi to the said, cougar. I See, it doesn't matter what FBS we talk muscles. about. <laughs> as long as
1: there's women here, it mm. doesn't matter. It's just like, just give them a little flash of the hair just, or something, right? I need 23-inch biceps, okay? Okay, all right, so, okay. I need
2: 23K investment in Bitcoin. Right, we have so, different. Boy.
1: So we're trying to hook Jani up uh, with a, a friend. <laughs> no. Strong so, man. A strong man, 23-inch biceps. You need to be you need to be in good shape. Very particular, not huge. 22. That's right, not 22, You could be fat and like
2: old, but oh, Bitcoin and knowledgeable and I'm game. <laughs> I'm
5: just saying He's it. got 23K in Bitcoin and 23 inch biceps. Is no, that a two for one care special? Yeah. No, 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 no. We she
2: will totally about, do we, that. Just, I will share. I totally will, will share. Totally it's will not share. about the money. It's not about the, you need to be. <laughs> no, it is about the money. I'm sorry.
1: Viral, right? What is the word? Viral. Vi- no, Okay, back to what Stephen said. Stephen says. <laughs> when are we going talk about guns? Steven says, how can this be? monitored Uh, how can bitcoin be monitored and what if an entity that owns a bunch of bitcoin forces a bunch of sales that causes a drop in the price then they buy a bunch right after at a lower price so is the manipulation of the price not an issue
3: can't force sales john bush
5: yeah manipulation of markets and prices is an issue in in any single market or financial instrument but the cool thing about bitcoin is it's the closest mechanism to the free market, a genuinely free market, which is free of government regulation. And we do see a lot of price changes that take place. A lot of people are buying up Bitcoin and there are large institutional investors and entities, but we're a large, and plus it's a $200 billion market cap. So that's a whole lot of money. You got to use, you got to shift a lot of money around in order to manipulate a $200 billion market cap market. But if someone were to sell off a bunch of Bitcoin, the price were to go down then a bunch of people would buy up that Bitcoin on the dip and the price would go back up. This is how markets work. They tend, to tend towards equilibrium. So if the price goes down and there's a higher demand, um, then we'll support that lower price, then the price will go right back up. So unlike other markets, like especially the United States dollar and other fiat currencies, which are extremely manipulated by central banks, arbitrarily pumping out dollars and taking away your value, it's called the inflation tax. They don't have to pass a bill in order to take your money. All they have to do is create more money and give it to their buddies or use it on foreign wars of aggression. Then uh, that's a real problem there. So that's why a lot of people are putting their money in Bitcoin, because they no longer trust the government-regulated government, mark- government regulated markets and uh, centralized markets and central legacy financial instruments. And they're trying something new that's decentralized and trustless. And that's why we see the price going up right now. It is largely due to speculation. There's a lot of people trying to make some money here on the price. um, But we'll see more adoption and more actual use of Bitcoin in the coming years. So get in now.
3: Yeah, those people that are selling when the price goes down, they're just acting out of fear, pretty much. We have a term in the Bitcoin community is called HODL. Uh, H-O-D-L, hold on for dear life, because Bitcoin goes up and it goes down. It's more volatile than some other markets, and if you just get scared because the price goes down a little bit and then sell everything, there's going to be someone who's waiting for you to sell so that they can buy it. But what about speculation on a larger level, not just with
5: one or two groups? I'm talking about a large area. Right here in front of me, I've got a graph of the bubbles, the dot-com bubble, the housing bubble, biotech bubbles. And Bitcoin is the largest and fastest occurring bubble out of all of those. And how do we know it's not going to follow the same trend as what has happened in the past of cycles? It's
1: not not going to fall. What's going to happen is if someone does do but look at that. It's still going up. If someone does do what what they're talking about, what's going to happen is it will drop and then go right back up.
5: It's called a correction. So right now the price may be high because there's all this hype and a lot of— Wall Street money and like old-school money is finally starting to get into it Especially since they're gonna launch a a financial instrument that allow you to do Bitcoin futures Potentially before the end of the year buy in now But exactly uh, the bubble may correct. Yes, this this may there might be a price correction But that's a great time to buy in when the price goes down
3: called the dip. Yeah, it's the dip dip. But you also when that dip happens you have people who lose everything they have don't lose it Uh, Only if you sell it do you lose it Don't invest more (laughs) than you can
5: afford to lose
3: exactly yeah. And,
1: and and so Connor says, why would we want monitoring? Fraud protection is essential,
5: but privacy is incredibly important. Well, the the way that things are monitored now, markets, like with the SEC and the Department of Treasury, they fail at that job all the time. And in fact, they empower the big banks to really do some some shady things. So when we have a free market that's just left to the, the whims of the of uh, supply and demand and people that are involved, I think it tends towards a more natural organic place that, that prices should be. So I, I value privacy more than having some external party uh, regulate or interfere or try to protect us. because you gotta, you gotta ask the question like, well, ha- are, are the governments regulate regulatory agencies protecting us now with the dollar and stuff? No, they're debasing the currency and causing all sorts of harm. So we don't need them. Let's give the free market a try for once.
1: And then Steven says, Bitcoin is awesome, but regardless of who can trade, isn't there still a huge uncertainty regarding the metrics or lack thereof that track fraudulent manipulation of the trading value? And please explain how I can trust the platform.
5: Well, it's the classic uh, liberty versus security, right? So with Bitcoin, we have freedom. We have free markets. If we start trying to control it and regulate it, it's going to lose its innovative edge. And a lot, a lot of people that are investing in it to protect themselves from government intervention, it's not going to have that value. So i don't think that we need that i i would prefer liberty to security and i think that the market has mechanisms in place and incentives and disincentives that just occur organically and we're getting to witness this really awesome experiment with total freedom so as an anarchist and someone that doesn't believe in government at all it's really exciting to see a decentralized example that allows us to exchange value on a global scale without government regulation and it's working that's really cool you
2: don't believe in government at all
5: no i believe in freedom all right, and then Janai, uh, Stephen
1: says he has 20-inch biceps, and She's for 300 Bitcoin, uh, he'll show up. You're three inches <laughs> short. I don't.
2: <laughs> oh. oh. Uh,
1: Stephen, uh, Janai says you're three inches short. <laughs>
2: That's not
1: what she said, Stephen. Don't no
0: worry. Oh, man. Oh, what you got? I, <laughs> he's going to show up, you said? He's, show he said he has 20-inch like
1: oh. biceps, and dating for 300 Bitcoin, stuff.
0: he'll show up. Oh, I need to give him 300 Bitcoin?
1: What? He said, he. I think.
0: <laughs> she got to pay him? I think wow. Stephen he is saying he
1: does. has 300 Bitcoin. I hope that's what he saying. Oh, said. he needs to keep moving
3: curls at about wow. three <laughs> inches on his arms and then he's good to go. 300 Bitcoin. Exactly. That's, that's a lot. Stephen, do you
1: not know 300, 300 times 11,000? 11, 11, you know what that is? That's a lot of Bitcoin, Stephen. You
2: can Stephen. Have me, deny and Mike for
1: that much. I think <laughs> it's like 33 million. Is that how much that is? That's a
0: lot. It's a lot. Yeah. I don't think he had no 30.
1: Um, All right, so uh, Derek says, hey, John Bush, I don't like the word inflation. People think it's natural. I prefer the word (laughs) deflation. It's much more accurate. So let me bring Derek back into the conversation. Line one, Derek. And by the way, our call in number is 512-643-LIVE. That's 512-643-5483. Derek, what you got?
4: Uh, Well, first of all, uh, the word I prefer is deflation, not deflation, but uh, devaluation and insinuates that uh you're being robbed of the value of your dollar but um uh, anyway uh are we still talking bitcoin or what
1: what, what oh. topic are we on now we're, we're talking we're, about look here we're ocd over here we go back and forth and we're, we're talking <laughs> sex dating we're show, going on guns we're, we talking, were talking bitcoin in a minute we'll be talking weed you know you'll we'll be lining oh, stuff up God. you know left and right so oh, well
4: Um, well, I, I guess I'll talk about national reciprocity. You mentioned, you talked about it a little bit at the beginning of the show. Okay. Um, and you seem to be in favor of it. And a lot of people are, I am, am. and and it it might surprise you to know that a very pro to a organization like Lone Star Gun Rights is actually opposed to it. Uh, and there are many reasons for that. Okay. Part of it, I kind of alluded to earlier about what happens whenever you get the Democrats in control. Um, Mm -hmm. The 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 main issue that I have is one, it's not going to guarantee that us with a Texas LTC can carry in states like California or New York. It uh, it still says that
1: it's not and we're losing you just a little bit, Derek. I'm gonna I need you to stand, you know, where you got a good signal. Um, Sorry about that. No, you're, you're fine. Now. Yeah, definitely stand where you got a good signal. And um, but let me tell you this, and and see, this is why we. You know, we all love each other because we can agree to disagree because I'm in supportive of concealed care reciprocity. Um, I like the handgun license bill that, you know, the law that we have here in Texas, the LTC. And, you know, and I'm good with, you know, my license, the, the Texas LTC being recognized in every single state. You know, I would love to be able to finally go to California and be able to take my gun with me to California. Right now, I can't go. I, can, I have to stop it in Arizona. It's a hard stop for me. You know, I get to the border, it's like ooh, 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 I actually has a heart. I have a heart attack and I have to call 911. So and turn around and come back. So uh, right. I, I'm actually looking All forward right. to that.
4: There are, there are provisions in that bill that don't necessarily guarantee your ability to carry in California. Okay. For one, it defines handgun to include the magazine and the ammunition, whether it's in a magazine or in the gun. Uh, and so if you have a spare mag pouch with two mags in it, that by definition is a handgun according to this bill. And uh, because you are traveling into California, whatever magazine restrictions they have, you have to abide by and if California up and decides, "Hey, we want to pass a law that says you can't carry within say, twenty feet of a road or a park, guess what? You are still subject to that, so there's a lot of scrutiny that's going to happen, especially if it happens if if it passes, and you- what I think you'll see is more people ending up in trouble on the wrong side of the law because they thought that they were protected when they really weren't.
1: okay, all right, and let me bring it to the conversation. Um, The crypto show. I think we have the crypto show on Skype all the way. Man, what country are you in, Danny? Danny says I'm.
7: I'm in Colombia. Colombia, right now. What are you doing in Colombia? The the Latin American Bitcoin conference.
1: Wow, man! I tell you, can you you. find me a husband while you're there? Uh, Well, see, uh, Janai wants to know, and also Olivia wants to know if you can bring them uh, (laughs) some little some young hotties back to the. Oh, he don't have to be
2: young. I'm good. To
1: well, Janai wants him young. <laughs> oh
2: well, she That's why
1: she's called a cougar. She's yeah, she's a cougar, and she she wants him young, Danny. Um, oh, so, Danny, boy. you're gonna have to you know go to that fountain of youth um, <laughs> and kind of get a little I get a little like, young. Do you, Do you have cougar me? coin, yeah. Cougar yeah. Coin. get some get 23 that. inch biceps, and 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 you know Janai could be yours.
0: <laughs> Why are you trying to I, sell, Janina? I know he's my pimp.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Is it
0: because he's black?
1: Oh, he so, uh, so, so, Danny, uh, we're we're talking Bitcoin, and man, it's through the roof right now. It's like eleven grand for one Bitcoin, and people are saying don't get it. Uh, and I'm telling people, go ahead and buy it, buy it now. If you eleven
7: grand, eleven. You, did you say it's just eleven? What did it go down? <gasps>
3: oh what is it now i'm not yeah, it's looking at 11 eleven one eighty right now so it's 11 180
7: okay yeah it was like eleven six earlier so
3: eleven eight. so you know yeah. pe- people are being
1: skeptical about this they're trying to scare people away you know what do you say
7: uh, i'm enjoying the hell out of it you know He's i can't complain at all so what, i mean what, i'm living i'm completely living 100 percent off of a uh, cryptocurrency right now i i do have a roofing company, and I do some work, but I've pretty much just kind of dropped out of that, and just I'm just working with crypto, uh, and really enjoying it because we're able to do uh, you, know, you know charity things all around the world now. Uh, I'm here in Colombia. Um, I'm not really doing much with charity here, but I flew here from Mexico City where we're helping out with uh, earthquake victims, nice. and uh, from here I'll go back. there. Uh, We're going to help build houses and stuff like that with cryptocurrency that uh, we've been funded with by DAP.
1: And so your whole trip is actually on cryptocurrency, not just Bitcoin. That's right. Nice. OK. Very good. And so what's the atmosphere at the Colombian cryptocurrency or Bitcoin conference?
7: Uh, It's pretty interesting. There's people from all around the world here. So it's pretty good. Uh, I know we're we're doing a show later tonight. Uh, and we will have people from uh, Venezuela here in Colombia, uh, actually two two areas of Colombia, and they'll they'll be sitting in with us on the show tonight. And they also work for Dash. Uh, they Dash.
1: You got to let them. Dash, know. And definitely let them know that uh, there's a gun story in Texas where they can oh, actually come oh, and and oh purchase guns God. using uh, Bitcoin. And, and and we 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 like Colombians. I
4: love <laughs> me some Colombians. <laughs>
1: Now I'm gonna get in trouble for that. No messages, no Facebook messages, please. All right, no. But- it should
7: be a very interesting right, show. No, but- I think there there's enough people on this show right now to probably send that, that crazy dude Leland into a suicide mode, hopefully.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, he's actually sitting in the room bumping his head against against the <laughs> wall right now, going, Oh my god! I, I want him to release that that audio recording three, that he did.
7: Oh- yeah, all three of my arch enemies are on one show.
1: Oh my God. Yeah, because he recorded a conversation with me. He actually called me up one day. I was sleeping and he started saying some crazy mess, and I'm half asleep. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And I get to, you That's- know, and he just irritates me to the point. I was like, you know what? You're effing with the wrong person. I want him to rele- release the.
0: Welcome back to Come and Talk It. And now here's Michael Cargill.
1: All right. So you guys want to know how how to get some Bitcoin. Let's go ahead and explain it to you. So what we're going to do is we're going to go ahead and download the Coinbase app on our phone. So if you don't have Coinbase app on your phone, go ahead and download that now from the app store. Coinbase. That's C-O-I-N-B-A-S-E. Go ahead and download that app right now. And then when we come back, we're going to... Talk to you about and go ahead and and once you download it go ahead and set up an account you have to do a username and password go ahead and set that up and then uh, once you do that we'll come back to you and we'll we'll go to the next step it's a coinbase is going to be the very easy it's an easy user interface uh, for a beginner don't know much about bitcoin so that way you can actually download that app you'll be able to link it with your bank account and then you'll be able to um, you know buy bitcoin and do it that way
3: and okay. like John Bush was saying earlier, you also have to have a form Bush. of identification. Uh, yeah, so they that.
5: do a know your customer check when you use Coinbase. So if you buy more than 20,000, that they set the standard, then the IRS may become aware of it. You can buy Bitcoin privately at like a Bitcoin meetup, which you can go to Bitcoin, Bitcoin.com and see if there's one in your area. Or you can use a service called LocalBitcoins.com, but oftentimes they charge a high fee. So, unfortunately, Bitcoin's supposed to be all about freedom and privacy, but the government is getting their grubby hands on it. But there are ways to, to get it without doing that.
0: So, once I sign up here, you mentioned something about I have to put it in my wallet. So you don't have yes. to worry about that yet. I don't yeah. have to worry about that no, not yet? Not yet.
1: Your, your Coinbase is going to be your wallet.
5: But it's advised for people to hold their Bitcoin, especially if it's a large amount, in a wallet where only they have access to the private key. So, every Bitcoin account has a public address, which is like the account that you send to people to send you money, and a private key. The Private key gives you access to the Bitcoin associated with that account. So if Coinbase has access to your private key or they get subpoenaed by the government and say, we want to take that person's Bitcoin or they end up like going bankrupt and closing all their servers, then you'll lose your money. The beauty about Bitcoin is you can have total control and sovereignty over your money. So it's best to buy it through Coinbase, which is trusted and legitimate, and then send it to a a wallet that you can have on your computer like Electrum, or you can download a wallet called AirBits, A-I-R-B-I-T-Z. Just always make sure you write your password down and use every opportunity to back it up because if you lose it, you can't appeal to someone. You can't call the CEO of Bitcoin. There is no CEO. There's no customer service line for Mm -mm. Bitcoin. So make sure you always back it up, write your passwords down, store it. Elsewhere from your computer, like written down and put it in a safe with your guns, and uh, and you'll be you'll be set.
3: And then once you're ready for the next step, you can actually get what's called a hard wallet, which is about the size of a USB stick, maybe two inches long and mm. less than an inch. wide. Mm. <laughs> Don't even start. Don't get excited.
0: What? That Everything doesn't 20? sound exciting. <laughs> <laughs> that has, you have
2: lost your entire female interest base. What is uh, if you could just re-describe
3: that. <laughs> so it's this, uh, you know, nothing to write home to mom about. This Obvious, little piece it, it's of equipment. Firm, and that's it's the hard firm. one? Yeah. Um, all two
2: inches of it. It's basically
3: a digital wallet where you can hold your Bitcoin where none of those I'm, I'm other out. companies have that complete okay. access to it.
2: This is how men stay ahead on everything cuz they don't understand like just terminology like that I'm out. Just
1: just so you know this is the this is the conversation
3: we have when we're sitting in the bar by the way.
1: This we'll be ex- at Bender's. This is exactly how it goes. Maybe in the uh, bar.
3: they'll make a giant Bitcoin hard wallet that you really like. Uh-huh, you can carry it around secretly with you. All right, so uh let me go See, back.
0: look, look, out. I mean, we are just hearing that. Like. Maybe
3: a, a eight-inch one that you can, oh, you know. Stop! Like, eight! You can get through the airport security. See, with.
1: again,
0: eight? Eight. Like,
3: <laughs> why does size matter?
1: Around. Size I mean. doesn't matter. It's the, the motion in the ocean. It plays a role.
0: Oh, that's... That's not... What if, no. You all talk about larger breasts. Why does size matter? Why does size matter?
2: You can invest $1 in Bitcoin or you can invest 10000 That's why size matters. <laughs>
5: It's the size
2: of the investment because it gives you better return. You see,
5: can there be too big of an investment?
2: Never, <laughs> never.
5: Another challenge.
2: <laughs> never.
1: All right, so let me go back to Derek for a second, Derek. So we're talking uh, weed and the we weed weed even conversation in Hawaii. Well, have you set up your account yet? I know. Oh, no, no,
0: because we're talking. We were okay, stuck def- on the two, but issues. I did download the app.
1: Okay, so once. Okay, go ahead and set up your account. So, well, go ahead don't and lo-
0: I need my checking information to sign up? No, not yet. you're, not just, yet. you're gonna okay. create a
1: you're gonna create an account. All right. So, uh, Derek, what's going on in Hawaii with this weed weed and gun confiscation thing?
4: So basically, from what I understand, uh, it was either the county sheriff or uh, one of the police chiefs in Hawaii uh, sent a letter to more than a few people saying that because you are eligible for medical marijuana. Uh, you now have to surrender all firearms. And uh, it kind of goes into the end game that a lot of people think Democrats have. And, well, their actions kind of support that claim that they really want full-on gun confiscation. Um, because as far as we're concerned, I mean, nobody has – I don't think anybody has ever really committed an offense with a firearm while under the influence of marijuana probably because they can't even find their feet when they're stoned.
1: But um. I'm offended. That's (laughs) offensive. That's offensive.
4: That's not a knock on anybody. I'm just saying. And just Um. so so
1: people know, Derek, uh, the 4473 um, was actually revised back in October 2016, and then the gun stores had to start using this new 4473 in January. On that new 4473, which is the form that you have to fill out when you walk into a gun store to purchase a firearm, it's 11E, and in 11E it says the use or possession of marijuana remains unlawful under federal law regardless of whether it has been legalized or decriminalized for medicinal or recreational purposes in the state where you reside. So that's one of the, the questions on the form there. And so they're saying, hey, basically if you have a, med- a medicinal card, medical marijuana card, then you cannot purchase a gun in a gun store.
4: But yet, if you have a prescription for hydrocodone, you're you're still okay, right? So you can yeah. be on opiates
2: yeah. and carry. Mm-hmm. You just oh, absolutely,
5: can't. yeah. Or SSRIs and psych medicine, which mm-hmm. most of the mass which, shooters if you have you been taken.
2: Right. If you stop taking SSRIs, those are the the active shooters you yeah. see on camera. Or the side effects mind. is it's may that,
5: cause suicide.
4: It's that evil marijuana that is really really the man. crux yeah. of all these issues. So the yeah. Mexicans yeah. are going to really rape all your that. women if but
2: they wait a minute. Wait a minute. Do we really think this is? Don't y'all think you know I'm going to bring
1: up race. Why?
2: Don't you think?
1: Why you have to bring up race? Why is race always an issue?
2: Because of what we talked about earlier on the phone. I said we've always had this discussion about rappers who smoke weed and mm-hmm. have horrible trigger guard in their in their rap videos. Mm-hmm. Like, don't you think this is just another form of <laughs> is propaganda? This back to the guy
1: in the dress. Well, well. well my, besides <laughs> the guy in the dress, I'm just saying that that my, was an example. My, my problem with that is, you know, you really when you're doing videos, you're doing Facebook postings, you know, Snapchat. Instagram, you need to pretend for five minutes that what you're doing that is you're actually illegal well, and you're committing a crime. And pretend that someone's going to see that and share that. And, exactly. And, and so when you – don't be surprised when the government comes and knocks on your door. The police say, hey, you say, just, hey, posted, this you just posted this video. Of you just posted this video you a crime. So that's what I'm
2: saying. Like this kind of came out of nowhere because – I don't really feel like a lot of people who smoke weed also carry. Mm -hmm. I feel like those two things are not something that I don't think it's it's in it's in a makeup anywhere. There's no demographics. Is there a database? Like, I feel like there's a lot of Republicans who carry who don't smoke weed, but might be on opiates or some codon or, or like some form of an opiate. But I don't think the weed and lawful carrier thing is interchangeable. I think this is a propaganda machine mm-hmm. just to, to swallow up some more racist
1: issues. Okay. And libertarians, you, would be a lot wrong. of libertarians probably feel like this. In
4: 1911, when they were really debating uh, criminalizing the possession of opioids, one of the things that doctors testified on was that uh, drugs like cocaine and heroin Uh, caused uh, black men to rape white women and increase their marksmanship.
1: Don't trigger Uh, her. What I I tell you? She
4: doesn't need to be triggered. I'm not wrong. (laughs) I'm not wrong. And here's the thing. You can also uh, just go back and watch Reefer Madness. It's about pot. And not to mention, um, licensing for handgun carry was to help disarm blacks against Klan attacks. So you're not wrong.
2: See, I'm not wrong. But so how would y'all feel about having to take a urine test to get your gun license renewed?
4: Mm, No way. You know, don't give Democrats any ideas. Please don't. (laughs) I don't think we
2: have to because, you know, like this whole tax and and the net neutrality repeal. It's just a matter of time that they're going to start coming after guns. I mean, Democrats are going to throw everybody else under the bus just so they can have their Internet. And it's going to, it's, it's just a distraction.
1: Okay. Okay. John Bush. Well, actually, let me ask, um, uh, Danny Sessom, Danny, you know, what's your take on net neutrality? Do you know anything about that?
5: Yeah. I don't really care. <laughs>
1: you don't care? What? John, John what's He's your take on it? He's in Columbia, He don't care. What's your take on
5: it? Um, I think less government control is always a good thing. So, Absolutely. And I don't Amen. trust the FCC to regulate, right. um, the internet in the least bit. So I, I would like to move the government out of it. And if, if a private company thinks it's in their interest, To do something, it's gonna be in their consumers' interest in most cases, or they're gonna lose service, they're gonna lose their service to other competition. So, if someone wants to just charge for streaming service a little bit here and for messaging service over there, then they should be able to do so by all means. And if it doesn't work, then let's move to another provider. Somebody
2: will figure out another way. If we're gonna open up an internet cafe that's also a strip club, we've already decided.
1: (laughs) If Facebook is asking for this, if Twitter is asking for this, you need to say no. I'm telling you right out the back. They're yeah. asking for, you know, the government to get involved in net neutrality. You definitely need to say no. I mean, that's what I'm my, I mean, at. you what? used
2: to have to pay for MySpace. Like, this, this is not a new concept. This is how the internet started. Might
1: even be um, cheaper for some people. I've already done, I've always done free stuff.
2: But that's because it's other than you. I'm just access. saying. I'm just saying. Like in other places, I remember being in Las Vegas paying thirty dollars to get into an internet cafe because I didn't have internet. I didn't know what it was and it was in the nineties. And I easily paid thirty dollars for one hour of being on the internet. AOL. Mm-hmm. It was really slow. And either people are going to pay for it or they're not. And I think this is the perfect time to send your teenagers to hacking school. I think this is going to open and then up Steven, an industry. Steven
5: says then it Bitcoin all changed. Good. I was going to say, send your kids to Bitcoin school. Or
2: Bitcoin school. This is, this is, I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing. We all need to be out talking to each other and going to bars and hanging out anyway. So if you can't afford the internet, then you need to start brushing up on your social skills or something. You need to like figure out where your market is in this niche that may or may not happen.
1: All right, what are you saying, Derek? Uh,
4: So I've always been very, very pro-capitalist about pretty much everything. I think there is a free market solution to 99.9% of the nation's problems. Yep, 100%. And so if, if we fully repeal net neutrality and all of the evil things that people think are going to happen actually happen, you better believe that there's going to be somebody out there with a profit motive to come out and say, you know what, here's a better solution. Here's my product that I'm not going to uh, throttle your speeds and I'm going I'm to charge you, you know, a lower rate.
1: And you're going to get a better product. All right, it's so let me, let me ask them All right, Danny Sesum, let me change gears again. Uh, someone wants to know what is a wallet. So, Danny Sesum from the Crypto Show, what's a wallet?
7: Uh, it's you know, it's just an app that you would put on your phone, or you can go to. You guys were mentioning Coinbase or a hardware wallet. I would say go to bitaddress.org rather than paying. You know, if you're new to it, rather than paying money. For a hardware wallet, go to Bit Address and and create a paper wallet and and uh, you know keep that. Uh, but basically, it's just a service that that's on whatever app store that stores your keys. So okay. it gives you access to your Bitcoin. All right, now I'm asking necess- a hard
1: hand. question. Now, what is AirBits?
7: AirBits is probably the best wallet out there as far as uh you know a, a mobile wallet for your phone. It's very secure and it's very user friendly. And very soon, it'll also be called Edge, not AirBits. But, you know, for now, you just go ahead and search for AirBits. You know, your store is actually on AirBits. If somebody wants to find where to buy a gun or where to use the ATM, your store is listed on AirBits.
1: Oh, really? All All right, bonus. Well, thank you for telling me that, Crypto Show. Now I know.
2: (laughs) If you type in black Bitcoin, your name comes
1: up. Really? Okay. All right, so uh, what's your take on that, John Bush?
5: Yeah, a wallet's just a program that allows you to interface with the Bitcoin blockchain, which is the distributed public ledger. That's the innovation (laughs) of Bitcoin, this blockchain technology. You don't have to trust Wells Fargo or the Federal Reserve Bank in order to uh, inform everyone how much Bitcoin different people should have. It's completely decentralized and distributed. And I agree, AirBits is definitely one of the easiest and most secure mobile wallets. So for new people, I would buy Bitcoin with Coinbase and then transfer it to AirBits would be an easy solution. And then here's- and actually you guys are all
7: excited about the bitcoin price but actually for for the last year uh, bitcoin is actually behind litecoin monero ethereum and dash ethereum. As, far, as far as the perc- the percentage rate that it's gone up it's like like dash is eight times higher than
2: how than how much uh, bitcoin. higher is ethereum right now because i have people i know people that are planning their weddings sending their kids to college on ethereum
7: ethereum is about five times higher than bitcoin for the return for this year
1: all right so john bush uh, if my wallet gets hacked
5: am i reimbursed that's a question from Stephen. so bitcoin is freedom and with freedom comes great responsibility. Aww. So dun, dun, I, do, I do a cryptocurrency dun, dun. consultations and I help people set up their wallets and make sure they're safe and secure. And you have to be sure you back it up. There's been people that have forgot their passwords and they blamed Bitcoin. So there's no customer service desk or CEO. You can't uh, call Visa if there's a fraudulent transaction. You have to mm. exercise personal responsibility. Write down your passwords, back up your wallet and store it in a safe and secure place. Mm. And so then can it's hard to people find you, John Bush? Up. Uh, I'm on Facebook. Uh, my email is johnbush512 at gmail.com. johnbush512 at com. And I've been involved in the crypto space for a while. And I know a lot of people are getting excited because the price is going up. People like me and Danny have been excited since the price was like $2. Um, I think it's going to continue to go up. So oh, yeah. um, I think it's going to make have, sure like, people do do y'all, get have, right. do y'all
2: have like a kid's book explaining this for like the rest of us? Well, there's a
7: lady here in there in Austin that actually wrote a
5: book called "Blockchain for Dummies." So, if you
2: but like, yeah,
5: Bitcoin.com is the best website to go to. Bitcoin.com. It's a super, uh, really informative website. They have news. They have a wallet that's also safe and secure and trustworthy on the mobile app and online. If you don't want to put it on your phone. But they have the front page has all sorts like of different cryptocurrencies. Like, if your phone gets stolen, Bitcoin.
2: then. People if you back can't. it up. <gasps> my
5: phone died, and I had all sorts of different Ooh. cryptocurrencies, and like five different wallets, and I was able to restore every single one of them because I diligently backed up each one of them. So it's critical. If you get involved, it's freedom. There's no one you can appeal to. You got to exercise personal responsibility, which is a good idea in the first place with anything be, guns, Bitcoin, an weed, oh, liquor. Yeah. Glovers, I know you guys guns, were recommending
7: beach. Coinbase. I wouldn't recommend Coinbase to save my life. I oh. I sold one Bitcoin at Coinbase uh, a couple of months ago, and I needed to use it for the charity stuff that we were actually doing down on the coast. I was trying to help people from the hurricane, and it took 49 days to get my money yeah, from exactly. Coinbase. Screw what Coinbase. What do you recommend Whoa. that's easy, though, for new folks? Yeah, Maybe like other things are easy for you, but what's easy for, for new people right. to get involved? Easiest thing it. for new to buy it would be like like you said, go to local bitcoins. Or uh, there's a store in San Antonio called LOL Liquors. That guy will help you through everything. I, I or deal a Bitcoin with him ATM. all the time.
5: There's a Bitcoin ATM yeah, at Central it, Texas it, when, Gunworks. Sorry, sorry.
7: Yeah. Go to uh, go to a local Bitcoin meetup and meet somebody. They'll they'll be glad to help you. And but the majority of the time, those people me? will actually sell it to you at spot, if or just a little over, rather than ten or twenty percent.
5: Some people charge a fee. Some people just sell yeah. it because they want but a if actually, to work with are actually working to- on a
7: deal here in Texas to help immigrants get their money back to Mexico. Uh, and we've lowered our price on the ATMs down to 5% with a secret code for them so that nice. they can send so money home. We're trying so to, so to
0: you're helping teach people immigrants.
7: to, to send home without using Western Union. Yeah, I'm helping anybody. This is for everybody. It's not just for America. I mean, Bitcoin's global. It's Right. you got to think outside of the country. You know? Yeah, it's not just for
5: whites. What's the secret? But so so <laughs> what's the
2: demographic in the United States then? Because I seriously, like, w- nobody's teaching this in high school or, like, you know. It's in,
5: taught in college, some courses. Yeah.
2: Not everybody goes to college, though.
5: Yeah. Well, well, we're teaching why, it right here. And on the. No, but not everybody
2: listens to the show. So that's I'm just saying, like, that's why you
1: go to the Bitcoin meetup groups. They will t- talk to you about this and they will show the you. What's the
2: demographic of those meetup groups? People got it doesn't in matter, part, people got to show up. You gotta show up. But like, uh, if you're in, see, you people want, are barely just there. finding out about this. So yeah. I'm just saying, like in general,
1: people are not as stupid as you think. If they can pick up their phone and Google Bitcoin meetup or Bitcoin, they will come up with this. Are
2: there any hot men at these meetup groups?
1: See, that's what you, do you want it's to get hot them all Bitcoin or do you want hot men? What do you want? If
2: they are invested in Bitcoin, I mean, who wants are it clearly all. Clearly saying, like every woman, she, oh. she got measurements over here. I don't even have measurements. I mean, don't I'm you just have sass.
1: Uh, there, Thank a lot of sense.
2: you. I appreciate that. <laughs> See, he
1: gets that.
2: Go
5: ahead,
1: Danny.
2: What Was that saying? a compliment? No. <laughs> <laughs> I, took know, one. Just I took it as Go
5: one.
2: Ahead, Bitcoin is
7: increasingly I took hope you lose being
6: your phone. <laughs> in. it's it's
7: Bitcoin's increasingly being integrated into the gaming systems and stuff like that. So you're reaching the kids. So there's not going <gasps> to be a demographic. Everybody who plays games will, will saying, soon wait, be kids, in, like into different cryptocurrencies.
2: Richie Rich can invest in, in Bitcoin. Absolutely.
5: It'll be the backbone of the financial systems.
2: What kids? Like, I feel like y'all live in a different universe or something.
7: Uh, You know what? Two two nights ago, it was on the Big Bang Theory. So I think uh, a lot of people are hearing about it. (laughs) Watch
2: this big. 37 million people. Do we have some rap songs about Bitcoin?
5: Yeah, there are some. Jeff Berwick just put one out. There's a bunch of rap songs, actually.
2: About Bitcoin.
5: About Bitcoin. There's entire Bitcoin rappers. Their whole career is Bitcoin rap. Are they white? Oh, okay. So let me
1: go back to Derek. So Derek, uh, one more time, wrap this up with this. Tell us about the, the Nick's fix bill and why you think this is a bad thing.
4: Oh, uh, there is one other provision I didn't even get to talk about earlier. So I'm glad that you brought this back up. Buried in the bottom of the bill is a section that is entitled BJS uh, uh, tracking of bump stock crimes. And basically... It is mandating that the Bureau of Justice Statistics keep track of every single crime committed with a
1: bump stock and, and that, even go ahead. And and, that, and that's ridiculous because there's only one crime been committed with a bump stock. Actually, two right. two crimes.
4: Right. Not to mention, though, it gives Diane Feinstein her first step towards doing whatever she wants to do. No, and I'm, sorry, and I'm sorry. And I'm sorry. Correction.
1: Correction. One crime. Only only one. One incident actually okay. happened with a bump stock.
4: Okay, so this section actually defines bump stock in the U.S. Code Mm -hmm. where every other firearm definition is. So this bill helps take that first step for people like Feinstein who just want to keep banning more and more guns. So this whole bill is just bad news, absolutely awful. And if anybody listening lives in John Culberson's district, which is down in the Houston area, I'm sorry, but his name is on the House version. And John Cornyn's name is on the Senate version. So we need to uh, kind of push this and uh, voice our displeasure and let them know that.
1: Mm. Okay. And then um, and so that's the, the, the NICS fix bill. Anything on the consular reciprocity? And I know you don't like that bill. I like it. You don't like it. I don't like the fact they're going to merge them together and sneak that through with the, the NICS and the concealed reciprocity. That I don't like. I like the concealed carry reciprocity as a standalone bill.
4: Yeah, my, my issue with recipro- uh, concealed carry reciprocity is it sounds good in theory, but what happens whenever Democrats take control? Uh, I think it opens up way too many doors for them. They, uh, you know, the federal government come, could come out easily with standards of, okay, if you want to enact or if you want to carry in all 50 states – then you have to carry liability insurance, or you have to meet these qualifiers, or these things disqualify you. I just think that it opens up way too many doors uh, that the federal government shouldn't have their hand in, and I think that it just helps the Democrats in the future.
1: All right, and so that's Derek uh, with uh, Lone Star Gun Rights. And Derek, you guys have a podcast, right? Yeah,
4: yeah. I I host a weekly podcast. You can find it on iTunes and Google Play, Stitcher. Uh, tune in just about every uh, podcast app and uh, uh, we're going to be developing a YouTube channel dedicated to it as well. We currently have a Lone Star Gun Rights YouTube channel where we do product reviews and things like that as well. You can find us there. And uh, we're also on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. And... Um, uh, of course, our website, LoneStarGR.com.
1: Absolutely, because uh, uh, for those product reviews, all the gun reviews, the majority of those guns come from Central Texas Gunworks and the uh, yep, Come and Talk do. Radio show. So definitely check that podcast out. Learn a lot of good stuff uh, when they do the product reviews. They're very good reviews, very thorough.
4: Yeah, Justin does a great job on them for sure.
1: Absolutely. Man, thanks, Derek. I really appreciate you, you coming in and actually calling in on the show today. I really appreciate that. Well, I appreciate the invite, Mike, anytime. All right. You have a wonderful rest of your weekend. You too. All right, so Danny, Danny Sesum, all the way in Colombia, man. Are, yeah. you, are you going out? You're partying? You having a great time in Colombia?
7: Uh, just mostly hanging out here, here at the motel, where our hotel, excuse me, where where the uh, the event is happening. Uh, there's already a bunch of people that I know from all all around the world that are that are showing up. So
1: any any parties? Like going I said, we're
7: now? doing a show with some of the other people tonight here from the hotel room.
1: Nice. What time is it there now?
7: Uh, it's one hour, it's 6 p.m. Oh, okay. 6 27. Plenty
2: of time to party. Okay, okay.
1: All right. Nice. All right. All right. All right. Awesome. Now, one more question. Is XRP worth buying into? Someone wants to know is XRP worth buying into?
5: XRP is Ripple? Ripple, yeah. Uh, I guess it's worth
7: buying and selling. I don't know. I wouldn't advise it. You're talking about Ripple. All right,
5: so John, I think it's a solid investment. Unlike you most yes. of the other cryptocurrencies, it's a centralized currency. So there's a private company that that backs it and operates it. But there, so as an anarchist and a libertarian, I don't like it. As an entrepreneur and someone that wants to make more money, I do like it because they they're, they just hired, a, as their, they just added the board of directors, a guy named Ben Losky, who was a New York State superintendent that added the BIT license, which was these really onerous regulations. So it doesn't look good for libertarians, but I think that they're trying to work with governments and banks to try to replace like Star and Pulse, these uh, ATM institutions that send and receive money. So I think it has a lot of potential. It's unique. But again, as a libertarian, it's not it doesn't line up with my philosophy, but when it comes to making money, I think it'd be a sound investment.
1: All right. So, Danny, tell us about the crypto show because we are almost done here. Uh, where can we find the crypto show? Where, where can we listen to it?
7: Uh, on 89.1 FM in Austin, and that is Wednesday and Sunday nights at 8 p.m. And what is, uh, the, crypt-
1: and what is out- the crypto show?
7: Yeah, yeah it's uh, the crypto show. And uh, you can go to the website, thecryptoshow.com. We've got a whole section that's uh, sectioned off there for what we're doing with Dash. That's pretty interesting. We call it Dash Cares, and it's just kind of covering what what we've been doing uh, over the last year. And you know, the last six months, I was on the road uh, handling weed. I was going. Dash paid me to drive around to the whole western half of the United States and visit uh, cannabis dispensaries to talk to them about cryptocurrency. So Dash is actually on the for- the forefront of, uh, of bringing the cannabis industry into crypto.
1: All right, with, and uh, I'll tell you what, Danny, man, thank you for coming on the show. Really appreciate that. You're doing a great thing in Columbia. I uh, enjoyed talking about Bitcoin and guns, concealed carry reciprocity, and Nick's bill. As always, more guns equals less crime. Go out and buy yourself a gun. You've been listening to Come and Talkin' with Michael Cargill. I'll take my life, my liberty,
4: my happiness.
0: You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.